Just an Average Day, read for you by the author. Hundreds of pastors had come to town, greeting old friends, quickly making new ones, all streaming into the convention center for the big meetings. Huge signs all over town proclaimed that they were all coming to learn better ways of sharing God's love. One pastor was sitting alone in the park across the street from the convention center. It's tough, he told me. I came for the meetings. But as I walked toward the door, God stopped me, said I was supposed to sit over here at this table in the park instead of going inside. I'm just to sit and watch. So he watched, busy crowds. A woman then caught his eye. She was young, a woman who was seemingly invisible to the hundreds of pastors who were opening and closing the convention center doors. She was one of those untidy homeless types that hang around crowds with paper signs proclaiming their need and their hunger. She stood as close to the door as possible, the fragrance of her unwashed body wafting into the lobby with each swinging of the large glass doors. I watched, the renegade pastor said, waiting for someone to give her a sack lunch, a bottle of water, a soft drink, a dollar, a smile. Instead, though they all saw her, each carefully avoided noticing her. She waved her sign. She jumped up and down, not very high. As she sang a few broken notes, she cried. Nothing worked. Her pockets remained empty. The stream of pastors slowed as gospel music flowed out through the lobby, past the unnoticed streetwalker, to where it was drowned in the sound of the day's traffic. She leaned against the concrete wall, lamenting, wishing, wondering, rubbing away tears with the sleeve of her grimy jacket. Today would be the same as all other days marked by hunger, pain, rejection, and more tears. The pastor began preparing a sermon he would love to preach to all of those other pastors who were ignoring the girl. Made me very angry, he growled. Here's this young girl whose sign says she's homeless. She needs help. None of those pastors were helping. Well, I wasn't making God very proud either at that moment, because I was having some very bad thoughts. I was getting angry. Then God spoke. Hey, you. Yes, you, Pastor Gabe. You know how to do this. Go over. Say hi to her. Of course I will, Pastor Gabe smiled. I'd love to do that. He stood and slowly ambled across the street to the convention center doorway. Good morning, he said, his eyes meeting hers, his face open and accepting. My name's Gabe. I'm Monica, she mumbled, instinctively pulling her jacket tighter, as if to protect from the abuse she knew would follow.
There's a table over there with some shade. You want to sit down and talk? His invitation was not what she had expected. She followed, like a kitten, being offered a bowl of milk. He told her how God thought about her, how beautiful she was, how much God loved her. Then he asked if she'd ever heard about Jesus, if she'd ever had an encounter with him, and if she thought it might be cool to have a relationship with him. Monica said yes, and they both cried. Then they prayed, and the pastor and the girl at the table in the shade outside the convention center, right over there. Oh, what do you need? Pastor Gabe asked. Well, I, I haven't really been indoors for years. I can't sleep at night. It's dangerous. I'm tired. I'm beat. I want a shower. I don't even feel like a woman anymore. I feel like an animal. Do you have a place you'd like to stay? Well, yes. And then she paused. How much is it? Too much. God had prepared for this moment. Just before coming to the convention, Pastor Gabe had received a visit from an old acquaintance. The man had driven three hours, and when he arrived, asked Pastor Gabe to join him for breakfast, and then handed him a thousand dollars, cash money. It's God's money, the giver said. Use it for ministry. Pastor Gabe looked at the girl, Monica. How about if I could get you 10 nights off the streets? Monica's eyes glowed with a long forgotten fire. And it took a little time, but Pastor Gabe got her hooked up with some really nice lodging and good food. Shower, clean bed, alone, 10 nights and days, safe. Pastor Gabe walked back to the convention center, slowly, remembering the smile on Monica's face, thinking about how this was so much more rewarding than sitting in meetings. <laughs> Looking around for someone else that he could notice. Over there, God whispered in his ear, See that man a couple blocks away over there, sitting alone in the grass? I want you to go over to him, sit down beside him, and ask if he's from Jamaica. Jamaica! Pastor Gabe laughed at God's sense of humor. That's crazy, but here goes. Pastor Gabe waited for a couple taxis, crossed the street, walked slowly toward the man who was sitting alone on the grass, glumly staring into the sky. Hey there, Pastor Gabe said as he sat down beside him. I got a lot of friends back home. They're just the coolest, coolest people. And um, uh, they're from Jamaica. When they're having a rough patch, um, you know, they, they just start singing. And all of a sudden, life looks better. And their spirits lifted. All of a sudden, they've got joy. Where they didn't have any before. Do you know about that? The man looked up at Gabe, winked, and started singing. 
For the next three days, Gabe and his new friends were all over town, from the ghetto to the park to the zoo, everywhere, collecting others who wanted to be part of something special. Oh, I must have shared Christ with and prayed with hundreds of people. And this big old mob of people spent the next three days walking around downtown with me. Sunday morning, I took them all to breakfast at the Waffle House. We packed the place out, had an absolute ball of a good time. It was incredible. Could have planted a church. 